0: Hello and welcome to episode 55 of the StartCast, Press Art Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. On the show this week, we're going to chat about E3 some more, as well as look back at the first six months of the year and see what's already in contention for Game of the Year. I'm your host, Ewan, and I'm joined today by my fellow gamers, Mehdi.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: Returning for the second time, Fergus. Glad to be back. And making his first appearance, Mark. Oh, God, what am I doing here? <laughs> already, <laughs> already regretting it like a minute in. That's uh, a that's, uh, new record, well, I think. He <laughs> locked
2: me in, so I didn't have much of a choice.
0: Locked you in. He knows yeah. exactly what's going Wait, on. hold on. No, that was me. You've got all mind. the padlocks in place, right, Mehdi? You got all that organized? It's safe it's from where well, I'm chained the to the metal. floor as well.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the old ball and chain that is Press Start Australia. <laughs>
1: all right, so He's Mart- not joking, it's literal. <laughs>
0: So, Mark, being your first time on the podcast, uh, we like to do this little thing where we get to know us gamers, especially when it's their first time on the show. Uh, So I've got a bunch of questions for you just about your sort of gaming history and what kind Uh of games you've played in the past. Uh, So maybe to to kick things off, what were your favorite childhood games?
2: Favorite childhood games, very First one was Space Invaders on a Spectrum Holobyte. I'll, I'll, I'll detail it quickly. I was uh, I was born in the island, so back then, like early 80s, it was tape decks. It was really unusual consoles that most people didn't know about, and it took about half an hour to load Space Invaders. That's my first, I think, earliest memory of games. Right. Then I, right. Then I got a Game Boy, which had Tetris, uh, and then Super Mario Kart on the Super Nintendo.
0: Nice. That's not too bad. That's yeah. not too bad. So, how did your how did your tastes kind of change as you got older? What kind of games did you eventually move on to?
2: I think because largely I I work a lot with writing, so I've done creative writing courses and script writing courses. I'm more interested in story, so I'm interested in character development and so forth. So things like Uncharted, uh, Last of Us, they had a lasting uh, impact on me. Um, Obviously, Nintendo. I've always followed as well, but yeah, more, more maturity, more character development—that's interested me a lot in video games lately.
0: Sure, sure. So you've touched on what is one of my favorite games of all time, and that is The Last of Us. Yeah. Uh, is that is that your favorite game of all time, or have you got another oh, no. one in mind? No, 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 no. My
2: favorite game of all time is Tetris. Tetris. Okay. Yeah. That's uh, this, is, across this, across is, this is this is a difficult one, but yeah, Tetris. Largely <laughs> because it was the first one that I just I would always come back to, no matter what. The original Tetris on the Game Boy, and that soundtrack is glorious, absolutely glorious, I and amazing
1: in deep stories, of course, and yes, amazing, amazing, yeah, amazing narrative. Yeah, they're working on a yeah.
0: Tetris
2: movie, aren't they?
0: Isn't that something that's happening? Why yes. is
1: Adam Sandler attached to it by any chance? Oh I, God, no! I yeah, see no. where this is going. No.
2: My childhood <laughs> will be ruined if that happened. It'll be over. Would <laughs> like to
1: know the It's headline. going to be ruined either way. It's a Tetris movie. Come I on. can already
2: tell you the concluding scene in the movie is when all the lines disappear and it says "Game Over." That's it's obvious.
0: I I don't even know how you make a movie out of Tetris. As you said we, there's you know such a compelling narrative that it just is a natural It's it's about contractors or something
1: building structures. Okay, well uh, well to
0: continue with your line of questioning your interrogation Mark. Okay. Uh what are you most most looking forward to this year? Looking we've looked at the the past and the sort of present and then what let's look into the future now. What are you most excited
2: for? I don't know about this year because there's a lot of games i think we're waiting for next week e3 to to really find out what's going to happen mm. but if mm. i was looking forward just a little bit further i just please to someone tell me what the nx is because i really want to know <laughs> like yeah, as long as all... if they get that right i will be really really happy but uh, in terms of games it has to be legend of zelda i mean why wouldn't it be it's one of the, the biggest franchises they know they need to pull something big out of the bag with that, and I get the feeling they will. So that definitely is something I'm like, eagerly eagerly looking forward to.
0: Cool, cool. I, I agree. The, oh, the next is a No, no. Was no, that,
3: many? No, not, the Nexus... it's
2: not
1: No, it's a smartwatch. <laughs>
3: oh, oh, okay, all right. right. It's a smartwatch, I get like, it. Like,
1: you uh-huh. can play your favorite franchises on your wrist. Mario yes, Calculator. Sir, it's
0: a Nintendo smartphone. Into this game, straight into mobile gaming. Cut out <laughs> the middleman.
2: Somehow, I wouldn't it... be surprised if they did that. To be honest,
0: mm, I wouldn't, it's Nintendo I, I wouldn't it they do awesome. all kinds of crap. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's hope they make the right decisions there. Uh, okay. So, Mark, uh, final question. We're going to yep. jump into how we always sort of begin the podcast. Well, all I say right. always, but you know we're starting it differently today, aren't we? So I'm giving you some false information there. Uh, Sorry, but, I'll, uh, what, I'll, I'll give what, you a pass on that. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Uh, what have you been playing recently? Does anyone remember Dead Island?
2: Yeah, I of course we remember
0: Dead, Island. Dead, yep. Island. Dead wasn't Island. Wasn't that they, long
2: ago? They, <laughs> they they re they re <laughs> rasted it and they released it last week and I've been playing it and I swear to God, as much as I, I enjoy playing it because it's really really stupid, I completely forgot how bad the voiceovers are.
3: Oh, those voiceovers! Yeah, are. yeah. The, the,
2: the dialogue. Oh, god. It, it pains it's me. So good, and the Australian accent.
3: The accent
2: is it Australian <laughs> or New Zealand? I've never figured that out. I've never figured sneak. it out. They're all, the they're all the same. They're all the same. <laughs> the same to other people. Yeah.
0: No difference. But no. Uh,
2: so yeah, I'll be playing a little bit of that in between, still trying to find every single freaking collectible in Doom, and uh, and every Pokemon in Pokemon because I want to get there before Sun and Moon comes out at the end of the year. So yeah, that's fun. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, you so can see you want to uh, catch them all. Uh, Yeah, well, you know, it's in the tagline. I have to follow the tagline. Yeah, I'm not sure
0: that applies to Doom, though. I think that's just an isolated Pokemon. Gotta kill them all. I don't know if you need to get... (laughs) yes. Gotta rip all the heads off.
2: Oh, no, it doesn't work. work. You've
0: managed to avoid the Ultra Nightmare mode in Doom? I well, it's not tempted you?
2: Not quite yet, but I know there's an achievement attached to it, so I'm like, do I? Yeah, I I think the achievement's just for the first mission, if I'm
0: believe, if, I, if I'm correct in that, I think, I think you could maybe get the yeah. first mission down. I, I'd, be I curious to,
2: I'd be curious to see how long I lasted, though, to be honest. That'd, that'd be interesting to see if I could go all the way. I doubt it, though. Yeah.
0: It'd be an interesting psychological experiment to perform on myself. I'd be interested to see, you know, what sort of is revealed from my psyche by doing that, but uh, <laughs> best of luck to you. Uh, Fergus, <laughs> what, have, what have you been playing recently?
3: Well, I, I'm, I hope you're ready to be shocked and amazed that I've been playing more Dragon Age more dragon age so you're, you're keeping up with that I'm huh yeah, even okay. more uh i've finished two and all the dlc for two which i believe that's where i was last time i was on um mm-hmm. i feel i feel like i enjoyed two a lot more the second time through. uh yeah. there's a lot of like yeah it's very interesting the things it's trying to do it doesn't always succeed at those things but i can see the interesting things they're trying to do
0: Sure. Um, so, a second playthrough of Dragon Age. Then, are you in excess of like two hundred hours on that game? Do you reckon now?
3: Uh, I'd probably say I've, I've played through Origins about four or five times. This is my second time through two, and this wow. is my now my second time through Inquisition. Nice. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm about I'm approaching the halfway mark on Inquisition at the moment, uh, and I'm just. Taking a lot more of my time with it this time around. Uh, The first time around, I was really rushing to like get through the story beats, so I didn't have anything spoiled for me. Sure. Um, But this time, I'm just sort of relaxing, taking in the scenery, taking in the characters, um, and just trying to take yeah, just think more about what's happening under the hood and how it's designed differently, and how the designs from the first two games have sort of evolved in it. Um, Yeah, yeah. that's
0: not a bad way of approaching those games. Actually, have you played much of the Witcher game of uh, Witcher three?
3: I I adore the first two Witcher games but I've been kind of scared to take the plunge on 3 just cause cool. I, don't, I don't I don't know if my poor computer can handle it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was um, so playing playing The Witcher like I
0: Took a quite different approach. I didn't kind of rush the story. I just kind of like go wherever my nose Mm. kind of took me. So I'd sort of wander Mm. off in every sort of direction and do a side quest here and there. And, you know, like the problem with The Witcher is you do a side quest and that could be four or five hours of just Mm. side missions of one kind of storyline. So you get you go on like a total tangent, um, but uh, I don't know. Like I just kind of got lost in the weeds of that. I was just doing too much at once that it just became a little overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe I should have, maybe I should have just powered through the story and then kind of dabbled in the other stuff like you've done with mm. Dragon Age. It's just not a bad idea.
3: Yeah, um, I'm also quite impressed with um, in my previous playthroughs how <coughs> much I've actually missed of the games. Like I somehow managed to play through Dragon Age two without encountering uh, one of the. Companion's uh, Fenris. I somehow missed him on my first playthrough. Yeah. Uh, And then in this one I somehow missed Dorian who I've just discovered in Inquisition and I'm having a good time.
0: Yeah, I think it takes a special kind of programmer or game designer to get involved with these kind of big open world RPGs and they they just go Mm. all out and my hat's off to them. Mm. Uh, And then I've just been playing more Overwatch. I'm super hooked on that. Loving (laughs) everything about it now. I feel like I get I think I feel like I get it now. I've got my head around all the ins and outs. I could talk about Is anyone else playing Overwatch here? Can I must I... be the
2: only one who isn't uh, playing bit. Overwatch. I must. I, no,
0: I think within our circle, I think uh, there's only a couple of us that are, are playing Overwatch. The rest of the world is manic with it. I'm, you know, yeah. I'm just following following the herd. Uh, Mehdi have you played much of it? We've been meaning uh, to um... party up.
1: Yeah, I'm about level six at this point. I've had a pretty weird week where every time I want to sit down and play Overwatch, there's something that comes up. Like I get a phone call, or with E3 coming up, there's so much to do. I'm like, oh yeah, I I just want to play Overwatch. Those graphics don't design
0: themselves. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's the beauty of Overwatch is that like games are so short that like you can jump kind of in and out. Um, It takes longer to find a game sometimes than it does to actually play through a game. Um, but uh, yeah, really loving that game. Like the tactics are just, just like it gets freaky, man. The more you get into it, and the different characters and playing them off each other, like I'm seeing some really good strategy kind of emerge out of teams now. Um, I think people yeah. are kind of getting the hang of it, and it's getting really quite tricky. Like I've had a few nail biting games where it's like really come down to the wire, and there's been seconds on the clock where one team just kind of clinches a victory. Um, and I've even started to see, like, a lot of people just kind of jump in with the one strategy and they just stick with that strategy the whole game. But now people are realizing that's not the right way to go and you've got to change up your strategy mid-match. And, you know, sometimes it's beneficial to go all tanks and just get, like, a whole bunch of people in the whole area with a couple of healers or whatever. And, yeah, I know. Unless you're playing Overwatch, none of this will make sense to you, but it's <laughs> super cool. Uh, and then, Medi, you've obviously... In the time you've not been trying to play, watching it and doing E3 graphics and whatnot, you've been playing some Mirror's Edge. Um, as of publishing this podcast, your review in progress will have posted. Uh, can you walk us through that? Give us a little bit of insight into your time with the game so far. Share us your thoughts. Go for it. What, what did you make of Mirror's Edge Catalyst?
1: Uh, yeah, it's been a very weird progress on this one, actually, because we didn't get our review copy till very late in the process. So we've been using the... PC and Xbox One trials to really get a as much out of it as we can. Um, it's been a very unexpected experience to be honest. Like um, I've played this uh, I've played Catalyst last year at uh, Gamescom, I got my hands on and it was a very positive experience. And yeah, there were just a lot of things about the game that I just found out while I was playing it. It was like, the, um... Well, let me first start with positive points, you know? Let's not go into a train wreck right right at once.
0: Ooh, that's an ominous way to start oh, your no, discussion. No. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. <laughs> no, no, no. i
1: really
3: holding out. I feel a like great the... disturbance in the force. Out like, now? Is a million Mirror's
0: <laughs> Edge fans' hearts just broke simultaneously. Well...
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. It's first, like, tra- traversal, they really improved that. That's, like, the strongest point of the game is, like, everything is fluid. And, you know, with the open world, it was often in between missions that i just have fun and go from point A to point B, wherever I wish to go. Like, if I saw a building in the distance, I, I'd be, like, in my head, like, okay, I have to find a way to go there. Because you have to... Um, you can make a marker on your map and the runner vision will get you there but it's much more fun to turn that whole system off and just let your mind do the work like you're you're searching on yeah you're searching for a road by yourself that Mm. point is much more redeeming in that sense um but then it's the problem like um the, the first game was very linear like there wasn't really much of a story that was a story but it wasn't really the focus and it was basically like a time trial kind of game. Um, Catalyst is a very changed up game obviously it's changed up to an open world that's the f- first and foremost difference and it's kind of a reboot like the we start again with the story from scratch so we uh, follow Faith on the whole journey against this Corporate conglomerate, you know, that's trying to take over society as we know it. Basically, like in any TV show about a company or something. Sure. But so it is a um, reboot then. It it is a reboot. Like it takes elements from the original, but it's like this uh, kind of creative reboot where they say we're taking what works and we're leaving what isn't.
3: Right. Okay. That's interesting
1: but i i kind of had a problem like it was um with trial. But with the story i had up to this point was um like 40 45 percent of the game you can get through with the trial and then it says okay you can go do the secondary stuff and you can go explore but this is it until you get the game itself which is what we're going to play through throughout this week which is also why we're giving it a review in progress rather than a score based on what we've already played mm-hmm. and um, to be honest about three hours in i still had no idea what was going on <laughs> that's l- a good sign like l- like the only information that i really got is who the characters were but that wasn't because of the personality but more because the names are repeated every five minutes like oh that's noah like yeah i I know that's noah you you just said that a minute ago i (laughs) i I know who that is (laughs) right right nobody's really nobody's really likable in a sense like even faith is she has this catchphrase like what they when they want to ask under the runners what's going on they say what's the beat and the first time i'm like okay Fun and then every ten minutes I start hearing that I'm like, "You're really not doing yourself any fav- favors here." <laughs> mm. Like, th- th- there isn't much going on in the story. Like also the whole cor- corporate corporation aspect of it is like, yeah, it- it- it's basically the message it's trying to send is screw the man, but it's being very cliched about it, so you don't, you're not really invested in it. Sure. But it's I'd, it's like I'm playing Mirror's Edge, enough for the story, basically. It's the it's the gameplay that usually grabs you with that game.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, like, I'm a big fan of the original game, came back in 2009, uh, and, yeah, the, the, its main appeal to me was the gameplay. I love that sort of free-flowing parkour. I thought it, it ran really well. Like, it had a nice kind of flow to it. I'm not so much talking about the performance, you know, I'm just talking about the sort of flow of the game, the mechanics no. of it. Yeah. Um, the story was kind of, you know, secondary to that for me. I, I, I was kind of more obsessed to like sort of progressing through a, a mission, kind of doing a whole bunch of cool stunts, you know, taking out enemies as quickly as possible, uh, trying to avoid using firearms. Obviously, got hooked on the trials mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, but I remember the the sort of coherence of the is coherence. Is, am I using them, you know like how understandable the plot was? Coherence is a word. Cool. I'm not making it up. Yeah. That's for <laughs> coherence reassuring. is a word. Um, <laughs> 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 uh the coherence of the plot you know wasn't wasn't great like i didn't i didn't kind of i couldn't i couldn't accurately summarize the plot of the first game i don't think despite playing it extensively um do you think it's the same time same sort of th- thing this time around it's just like you know this happened then not, this happened then this, yeah, yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah. only
1: you, you just you don't, don't remember sort of what thing, happens yeah, five minutes later
0: yeah, the motivations aren't sort of clear, it's a little bit disjointed. That's how I yeah. remember the first game being. I couldn't quite remember, you know, why I was doing something, but I knew I was going to look badass doing yeah. it, so I just did it anyway. Yeah. Is um, it more
2: Is it more affected because it's open world now, or is it just the way um, it's been written?
3: Yeah, how does that affect the pace of the game?
1: Yeah, it's um, kind of a, a problem a lot of open world games uh, have. Like, um, I'll take some Ubisoft open world games, for example. Oh, yeah. Is that a lot of the missions feel rather like, okay, pick this up, deliver that, and then you get the whole checklist kind of mechanics, like with the billboards, like, okay, get all the billboards. And it's like, okay, I'm I, right. I'm doing all this stuff repeatedly and continuously. Like, uh, I'm not flowing through the game. I am working off a checklist. And I think that's ultimately where the problem lies. Like, the most fun you can have with this game... Is when you're going through a time trial or just making your way throughout the city, but mm. the mission design is really like, okay, we really have to, yep, yeah, we, we we really have to convince you that it was worth going open world. Like on a, on the aspect of traversal, the open world is nice, but the the mission structure does doesn't support it because you get this, this standard open world filler like okay go to location A and grab up this chip like there's a hundred of these chips in the city that you have to grab out of a wall uh, wall somewhere and get them there or just collect them overall. Yeah. And so that was the thing like if I was doing my own thing I could have heaps of fun like just um, seeing a building in distance like okay I'm going there. I'm just going to do some badass stuff. I'm going to fight some enemies. But once I actually started following the mission structure and the story itself, it it really started feeling feeling like a chore at one point. Like the liner liner nature of the first game may work because you're flowing through it and it was also just based on the just the parkour. Here it's like you're going to get an objective that you don't care about, and you're going to get it repeatedly throughout the game. It's, it's really hard for the game to really grab your attention because it keeps doing that. So really, what they yeah. should have
2: done is created Mirror's Edge Arcade or Mirror's Edge VR to get the best kind of experience out of that done. IP. That's a scary <laughs> idea. That's a brilliant
1: idea. VR, I'd be puking all over the place. <laughs> rolling on the death floor in
0: the original yeah, no, game was rocking. horrifying <laughs> enough. Yeah. I remember, like, being so terrified exactly. by that you'd you'd fall and like the the screen would go progressively more black until eventually oh, you just no. heard that thump and the splatter. Oh. Like it was, oh man, cringeworthy. Yeah. But in VR, I think I'd probably wet myself.
3: My goodness. <laughs> um, it, how how are the uh, changes they made to the combat? My understanding was that momentum sort of plays into a bit more.
1: Um, yeah, there's a uh, lo- lot more emphasis on combat, obviously, this time around. But there's also uh, like variety because you have the straightforward, the heavy and light attacks, which also vary per type of enemies. Because you have uh, you know the lighter enemies which you can more easily hit, and then as you progress throughout the game, you get more challenging enemies. Like they have uh, uh, like uh, gloves they can shock you with, or obviously rifles and such that you have to use the shift feature to really just um, you know circle around them to get to attack them in the back and such. And there's also the combination of the parkour with the attacks, like if I am jumping at an enemy from up top or I am going over an obstacle or over a wall, I can press X to use an, you know, like a momentum takedown, I'm not sure if that's what they were calling it. But like you can use that momentum if you're coming from above, for instance, to knock them out in a single punch because you've got that weight going be- going behind you, basically. Mm.
0: Well, mm. it sounds it doesn't sound too bad, all in all. Like, I, as a Mirror's Edge fan, I think there's enough of what you said there that kind of interests me. I, I think I'd be pretty content kind of just running around in the, the open world, but I think. Some of my doubts about the game have been confirmed by what you're saying there. What what were you saying, sir? Would you
1: describe it more as flawed than bad? Um, like I'll I'll, I'll be honest. It's it's the score that I had in mind that if I had finished it and the story would have been as consistent uh, as it is, at least consistently bad as it is now, I was thinking a...
0: So your score to be updated, if you will.
1: Yeah, it's like, not the score that we're thinking of giving. now, but the score what's in my head at the moment.
0: Sure, sure, sure.
1: It's like, I'd say a 6. It's like, the core is really good. Mm -hmm. But there's just a lot around it that doesn't work. Like, the mission structure is problematic. The story is just just there. And there are some graphical issues, which uh, I've played on PC and Xbox One to compare it a bit. Like field of view wise it was a big difference because on uh obviously on xbox one i'm playing like the standard mode and on my pc i was playing on ultra wide screen so that was quite a difference mm. but it's just the core works but everything around it is just kind of there like if it's doing i wouldn't uh, f- at least for a mirror's edge fan i wouldn't say buy it at full price but I'd say it's worth getting it if you just want to fool around throughout the city, just do some time trials and some user-made time trials and such. I think then you could have a reasonably good time with it.
0: Mm. Okay, cool. I'm holding Damn. out optimism. I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. <laughs> I stand behind um, you. <laughs> you. <laughs> I'm just such a fan of the first game that I really want to see it do well and I want to see it come, stick around, but... I don't know, I'm sort of doubtful that's going to happen, you know, based off some of the early sort of feedback of the game we've heard and some of the preview coverage as well. But, you know, fingers crossed. Maybe maybe fans such as myself will still get a kick out of it. So to speak. No pun intended. Uh, so let's jump into the topic, shall we? Obviously, we've got E3 just around the corner. Uh, so I wanted to discuss sort of E3 sort of in general. We've already done sort of our uh, our predictions of what we're going to see uh, for all the conferences. But if you guys, Mark Mark, and uh, Fergus, you guys didn't partake in all of that, nor did many, I don't think. So if you guys have got any you want to chuck no, in, go, go for it. Uh, so I wanted Can to we... kind of...
3: Speci- Sorry, go for it. Yeah. Oh, uh, in... Sorry, uh, no, I <laughs> it's all terrible, this a train wreck now. Um,
0: <laughs> you can interrupt me. My, uh, my hosting job talk, is just to hand it to about, you guys to say stuff, yeah. so you're if you guys have got stuff um, to say, go
3: for it. These iconic E3 moments thing, correct? Sure, yeah yeah. So yeah, yeah. So I
0: wanted to ask you guys, you, yeah. you're reading ahead in the agenda, I, I, I was getting to introducing that point, oh, Fergus. Good. Now Sorry. I was I was gonna give you allowance to interrupt Fergus, me, you're fired. but since you've gone and embarrassed yourself, <laughs> leave, I'm gonna leave shoot the room, you down Fergus. now. Okay,
1: go home. <laughs> no. okay. In the corner. Okay. Okay.
0: Okay. So yeah, I wanted to ask you guys what your favourite E3 moments were. Maybe what some of your most hated E3 moments are. So your least favourite, um, and then kind of what you think the big moments will be this year. Uh, so Fergus, since you're so keen to talk, how about we <laughs> we we start with you. What what are some of been your favourite? E3 moments and some of your least favourite ones?
3: Ooh, um, I mean well, it is always fun uh, whenever any sort of uh, ridiculous E3 stunt goes viral, like the Mr. Caffeine stuff, uh, like the giant enemy crab thing um, I I love the sort of cult of personality watching over, like, the last maybe eight E3s as as Reggie sort of came in and then became the face of Nintendo (laughs) and Like, that's been always fun to, like, check in with these personalities every year, which is a weird thing to say about, like, a consumer information uh, conference, really. But um, the most immediate sort of uh, E3 moments that come to mind for me are, weirdly, uh, that one year where um, Microsoft just gave uh, Xbox elites to everyone in the audience. Yeah. Uh, I, I was, like, remember watching that on the stream and going, why can't that be me? <laughs> <laughs> because as we discussed, uh, no no consoles uh, in my gaming history, so it's just like why can't that be me? Um, and also uh, on another, I think a recent entry on like big E three moments, I would just say last year's Bethesda conference. And like, I was going the same. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That was another one where they handed out freebies. Is this? Is yes. this? Uh,
3: a... <laughs> I mean, freebies are always good. Freebies are always exciting.
0: I've, um, i see I see what interests you now, as long as there's freebies <laughs> that are the winner of e three in your eyes
3: it doesn't it can't help really i mean it can't really
1: help. So. i love
3: i love that you're not even getting these freebies like you're not there, no it's just, you're just like uh, it's like vicariously... doing it oh, <laughs> that that's pretty cool <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah
0: i I remember the Bethesda one they had like all the little kind of pop final figures and I was like damn those are those are really sweet I like those mm. um would have been really cool i think they got pins as well and i quite like pins i like collecting pins so that would have been pretty dope too
2: the, what worst thing, uh, the worst thing about that was reading the twitter feed like moments after people taking photos of it and i'm like no, no. yeah
0: <laughs> 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 and then seeing them go on ebay for extortionate prizes <laughs> like later that day oh, that's the best part <laughs> oh god <laughs> what about yourself mark what have been some of your favorite
2: moments from an e3 in the past let me think. I think seeing the one of the greatest inventors of a video game ever, uh, I, I can never pronounce his name. Oh, Shigeru Miyamoto, correct me if I'm wrong. Dressed as <laughs> dressed as Link uh, for I think it was was a it Twilight Princess. It might have been. He had the shield. He had the sword. And he was just swinging yeah. like a madman. Yeah. It might be. I do remember that. <laughs> that was that was pretty that was pretty fun. I, I, I enjoyed that. Uh, you already mentioned Bethesda's conference. So I was going to say that too because that was that was. Not being a massive Fallout fan, seeing the reaction to that and, and the love on the stage for it as well was fantastic. Uh, mm. From that perspective, um, I was
3: at um at the Sydney event. Uh, they had streaming that conference and getting like the to be have like a live crowd reaction to those announcements. Priceless, yeah. just yeah, amazing.
2: I think they're doing another one this year as well in Sydney. They are, they best, be. yeah, yeah, best
3: R, are. Uh,
0: yeah, I believe so. That, that'd be a lot of fun. If, you, if you're listening to this, I highly recommend going. It's always good to sort of... It's the same whenever I go to any convention. Like, being in the same room with like people with the same interest you and getting excited about these things is cool. Like, I've watched kind of streams in the past with mates, and it's a lot of fun with people with similar interests getting all excited together. Um, it, just, it just kind of fuels the hype, and then you get horribly disappointed when the games actually released, and they're kind of average. Um, and the
3: cycle continues.
0: And then the cycle continues, exactly. <laughs> there must always exactly. be one. Yeah, yeah. What about, uh, like, a least favourite moment, Mark? Have you got one that was particularly annoying or distasteful to you?
2: Uh, There's so many. No, there's not. Um, (laughs) The the only one that that comes to mind, it it wasn't distasteful, it was just weird, was the, the whole Xbox One launch presentation, which was essentially... Here's the Xbox. Ooh. It can play ESPN. It can listen to you. You can record. That's not a gaming console. Why? Like, what are you? What are you selling yeah you on here? That that was really really unusual.
0: And and that was moments one of my after favorite that, moments too, for sure. For yeah, sure. the the Although reaction to it, did it produce, as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was like a particularly kind of strange kind of moment because like Sony were coming out like all guns blazing and they um, were doing some really no. awesome stuff like that yeah, would the,
3: have been the, one of my favorite conference moments yeah the, the PlayStation 4 too late man you had your yeah, chance like, awesome as oh.
0: like the uh do you guys remember the instructional video they did for how to tr- like like uh trade games for the trade the games PS4? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> hilarious hilarious like this is one of my favorite E3 moments but at the same time like seeing Xbox kind of just totally screw it up and you guys remember Don Matrick Remember, yep. remember all the stuff he said around that time. Um, that was scary. yeah, like it, it was just cringeworthy, really. But it did produce. There's a great video. I can't. I, I should really be able to plug it here. I don't. I can't pay credit to them. But give it a search, and it's like a supercut of all the times like sports and Call of Duty and and everything was mentioned in that Xbox <laughs> conference. Watch it. It's hilarious. Sports, sports, sports. COD, COD, COD. Dogs, 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 dogs. dogs. You, you guys remember that conference? It, uh, that was yeah. just like all yeah, it talked it was about. Pretty much that, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that was an interesting, interesting time indeed. Uh, but what about yourself, Betty? What are some of your kind of highlights and lowlights from E 3s past?
1: Um, I, I think my biggest highlight was because it was one of the most ridiculous moments I had ever seen in the Sony conference. Mm. It was in the time that in the US they still had. Uh, do you guys remember that um, Kevin Butler? marketing campaign they had that was fantastic
2: yeah
1: like they had him go on stage and do that entire speech to the audience it was just (laughs) so ridiculous yet satisfying at the same time Mm. it
2: was Mm. almost like a rallying cry for gamers that moment
1: exactly as as if they had to raise axes at one point like (laughs) fight
0: The, uh, the EA conference from last year was probably one of my most hated conferences I've ever watched as well. That was just abysmal. Like, there was that, you know, ten minutes spent talking about some Minions mobile game that I just wanted to just kill myself it was better watching. Than
3: the year, it was better than the year before, though. The year before was just behind-the-scenes footage of the team saying,
0: Hi, we're working That's on the game. That's true. That's true. That was particularly bad as well. Especially when uh, I think they released like a behind-the-scenes one of yeah, of Dice working on Battlefront
2: as well. It's just yeah. like,
0: just show us an ATAT. Come on, it's all I want to see. Oh. Oh. Just wait till this
2: year when they have the behind-the-scenes of the behind-the-scenes because that'll be fantastic. Yes. It'll, just, it'll be riveting. Yeah, you,
0: you know the, what the worst part? The wheel Pele it about on stage again. <laughs> so awkward. Yeah,
1: exactly. That I was like, <laughs> okay, this is not Pele is awesome, but what are you doing here?
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's not really his scene. These people, like, they're not really gonna dig this much.
1: Yeah, but, yeah. He seemed uh, really like, oh, I got paid for this. Like,
0: yeah. It wasn't my
1: contract. It was just so awkward. It was just so awkward.
0: But you know, like, Ubisoft haven't done a particularly good job before. They've had you know, Jason Derulo and stuff on Sage, which just rubs me the wrong way as well. But uh, hopefully, we'll see. I don't know. I like, I like it when it's for the gamers. But I get, I get that it's like a corporate thing um it's very sort of commercial it's very much you know this is the one moment where the whole world looks at the video gaming industry and and, sh- and sees what we have to offer but yeah like when yeah when there's all that extra sort of fanfare i'm just like ah oh, just show us the games come on i think um, that's why uh,
2: nintendo direct was so effective when it when they first did that because everyone was like what, what are you doing you're, you're not even having a presentation and yet yeah. it was so well cut, it went straight to the games, it told you everything you needed to know, there was no fluff except for the puppets. Um, it just, it worked. <laughs> and I think that's one of the reasons why I'm so disappointed I'm not going to do it this year, because you're just doing the, the treehouse thing. So, mm. yeah, that, that that would be, I wouldn't say it was the most my favourite moment, but the, the best use of a new idea to present something at E3, having it pre-recorded, yeah. it was actually more effective. Yeah.
0: That, yeah, I mean, that being said, I do quite like it when they have uh, the game devs come out on stage and play the game for you on stage. Um, Naughty Dog are particularly good at that. And there are, there are obviously times where they run into a bug or whatever and they've got to restart. I'm like, that's cool. I actually don't mind that. I like to see that it's, you know, obviously it's work in progress yeah. and it's genuine. Like there's no sort of artificiality to it. Yeah. I'm making it yeah, Did you? Again. I just add ever... like ITY to things and just yeah. you know, just roll with it. Sorry, Matty.
1: Did you, um, speaking of because you were talking about bugs with Uncharted, like, oh. that, that shows that's actually being played live, did you ever yeah. see the YouTube video on the Ghost Recon Future Soldier demo that Ubisoft showed a few oh, years ago? Oh, I heard ago? about this. Oh, nothing uh, Not, oh. not, not well, that I can yeah. recall, remind me? That, that was the most amazing thing I ever saw. They, um, basically they had the build that they had of the game that was presented there, hmm. but... The entire thing was staged. Like they showed if they went off to a certain path that the entire thing wouldn't work anymore. That they really had this script of how they had to go through the entire area. Like that even to make the same location look like another location, they just changed the lighting for the second sequence. And then you saw that if they shot a certain object and suddenly the whole ai went haywire because it just wasn't done it's oh, yeah. one of the best views at least at least one of the best videos about E3 that there is like yeah. that there are a lot of demos that work that way like it's good to see with stuff like uncharted that there's a technical difficulty that they have to restart but that it works and that you can actually see the game as you be playing it and not a sort of concept demo
0: Yeah, yeah. And, like, I people that listen to the podcast know that I'm a massive Naughty Dog fanboy, but just the way that they they present their games, like they do the slow pans of the landscape and like really take it in, like they just do those kind of playthroughs so well. I love seeing stuff like that. Uh, but I want to ask you guys now, who do you think is going to be like the winner so to speak of E3? You know, this is like this kind of winning concept we attach to people that just kind of like knock it out of the park at E3 uh, and are the most impressive. Uh, so to go back to you, Fergus, who do you think is going to like take Take out this this kind of made-up award
3: i i feel like tentatively uh sony okay elaborate had like a really strong strong uh really strong showing last year and i feel like they can build on that by actually showing a lot of those big announcements they had last year in action Mm. um whereas it feels at least my understanding of it is that microsoft's a lot of uh like first party stuff, but outside of the, the whatever the next Halo is, whatever the next Gears is um, I'm not really sure what they have to throw out
0: yeah yeah, it's it'll be interesting, I don't know, I think there's a lot of unknowns surrounding Sony mm. and Xbox, especially in regards to their their consoles and where exactly their upcoming games are going to fit in with that um, I don't know, what do, you, what do you reckon Marcus, how is it going to shake out at the end of the day, do you think?
2: Microsoft does have uh, one little linchpin, and that's Minecraft, so I get the feeling, Yeah. I'm I'm just putting this out there, if they use that properly, and they make a a VR presentation maybe, I think Microsoft might actually be able to pull that out.
0: Yeah, um, what's going on with Minecraft is one of the best kept secrets in the industry, I think.
2: If oh, I think that, that's, well, yeah, that. it's possible. They, well, I mean, they, they, they only just, well be they, a possibility. they just added a, well, they're going to be adding a versus mode to Minecraft. So I get the feeling they're going to do the GDA5 thing of just continually adding on content instead of making a sequel. But you, you get yeah. the yeah, feeling I that, that, that uh, I mean, we kind of know what Sony's doing. We know the VR's coming out. We don't know what Microsoft's competitor to that is, apart from HoloLens. But they also have a partnership with Oculus Rift. So there's that element of, will they do it? Won't they do it? Are they going to compete with Sony directly? And then you've got Minecraft in the middle of that going, well, it's kind of obvious if you went with VR, you'd go Minecraft. To me, it's like, well, they're sitting on a gold mine there if they get it right.
0: Yeah, I think Xbox have a lot of tricks up their sleeve, and, like, what exactly they decide to play next is kind of unknown. Like, I think they've got a bunch of different options. Um, We were discussing this a little last week, but we kind of suspected that they're maybe going to hold back with their AR HoloLens stuff in favor for VR and sort of compete on that level first. Um, but yeah, I am I am so curious to see what they do with uh, with Minecraft. Um, I was sort of like thinking, you know, I was lying in bed one day, or maybe I was in the shower, you know, like in one of my sort of thinking spaces. And I was like, what are you what do you do with Minecraft? Like, where do you go from here? Like, what does a Minecraft two look like? Um, and i think it's hard to hard to formulate like i don't really know what you do i couldn't really come up with an answer i thought maybe graphical redesign but then at what point is it no longer minecraft is it you know something else it's just yeah. some other sort of world building game um so yeah perhaps you're right maybe it's just going to be, become a platform with exclusive sort of xbox content uh but you know that was obviously a big purchase for them so they're gonna have to use it some way for their benefit what are you what about yourself Medi? who do you reckon is going to take home the the winner of e3 award
1: Um, I think game-wise, especially that Sony is the most likely to really come out on top. Mm. But it's mostly because I am really uncertain about what Microsoft's strategy is at this point. Because especially, like, with the new Xbox models supposedly coming out with the yearly refresh and such. And the fact that they're shifting a lot of their exclusive franchises to also release on PC. Right. So it's like... I'm not entirely sure what their current strategy is because they are working in good good directions but also in different directions that is very hard to specify what exactly they're trying to make their end game like we we know at one point there's a new Halo going to come out like we've got Halo Wars 2 Halo 6 is going to come we've got Gears 4 like Forza Horizon probably in September because like that's just a um yeah, just a yearly cycle at this point like there aren't a lot of surprises when it comes to their big big franchises like, well, that's probably it's, the it's reason why they are
2: going to pc though because i mean if you look at what happened with the steam uh, steam box you know, that the, the idea of having a, a pc as a console it didn't quite work out because for whatever reason but if microsoft were to do that with an xbox and suddenly say okay you can buy this xbox this year you can upgrade if you want to next year to an even better model or blah 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 or you can get an xbox and upgrade it physically yourself that could be the kind of thing that maybe maybe more gaming heavyweights like pc gamers pc developers they might look at that and go okay maybe that's a platform we can work with
0: yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm interested to see what happens with the console space because I'm. My question is kind of like, when does a console just become a PC? Like, I, I feel like the distinction between console and PC is just getting smaller and smaller by the day. <laughs> um, and I, they're talking about uh, this new Xbox. Um, I think it's like codenamed Scorpio or whatever. Like yep. the Name is being attached to it. It's coming right the moment yeah is going to be like significantly more powerful than the PS uh, 4k or whatever you're calling it is rumored to be the ps4 PS neo that's that's the one floating around right I can't keep up that's, the um, that's the one. but uh it's uh it's like i think I think the sort of specs they're, they're talking about the PS neo kind of being around like four and a- four and a half maybe sort of teraflops whereas the xbox one oh sorry the updated Xbox for example would be around like six teraflops um so quite a difference But there's a year in, in between in performance. Though. Sorry?
1: There is a year in between, because the Xbox with the um, 6 teraflops, was it? Sure, I, I th- think that... I this
0: is all rumour and speculation at the moment, but yeah, yeah the rumour uh, is that the, the new Xbox Scorpio yeah. is going to be more powerful than the PS Neo.
1: Yeah, but that one was rumoured for fall next year, like the PS Neo is currently rumoured for this year, with the Xbox sure. just making a slimmer model of the current hardware. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah, it's yeah. safe to see if the PS4K is going to be a single refresh or if Sony is going to do the same strategy because otherwise the year the gap of year doesn't really make a difference when it comes to power
0: yeah i That's mean i guess i guess my point is like if the life cycle for con- for consoles is shrinking to keep up with pcs uh, and they're always sort of playing catch up. At which point do they just decide no longer to play catch up and just to, like just be at equilibrium with PC? And then yep. at that point are they not just PCs? Like we're just sort of upgrading them every year to six months when new graphics cards are announced. Depends on um, when Valve announces Half Life Three. Yes, mm, that's a good point. Believe if. if. <laughs> But, uh, no. yeah, like, uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. In terms of who wins E3, though, I'm going to go... I don't think it's going to be any of the uh, the hardware manufacturers, purely because I think there's just going to be a lot of confusion and sort of angst and stuff kind of floating around them. Um, but I think EA have uh, have a good opportunity to, like, really uh-huh. just go all guns blazing. Um, because you know there's obviously a lot of attention with battlefield one that game looks dope uh titanfall 2 could also be really impressive uh and if we see what visceral are working on with amy hennig like having kind of a star wars game with uncharted caliber storytelling could be absolutely amazing uh, and those are just like a that's just like three games that ea have have up their sleeve. they, have, they have two star any wars games of in that the works as well don't they yeah, so yeah well, Respawn again? are working on a Star Wars yeah. game too. Yeah. Obviously, awesome. Dice are going to be working on more Battlefront, so they've you know they've got Star, Star Wars, Wars, Wars games Tynacol. coming out their ears. Uh, they'll obviously have to leave some announcements for Star Wars Celebration, I think. You know, they'll want to appease Disney that way. Um, but uh, yeah, like it, I think I think EA could have a lot of really impressive games to show. And if people are kind of a little disappointed that Sony and Microsoft are showing off consoles that they're not really intending to purchase and obviously Nintendo is not going to be showing NX there maybe someone that's just showing really awesome software will take the cake just a theory that I've got that's Uh, a good call yeah yeah, but speaking of great games, let's have a look back at the first six months of the year because this is June we're in now. Half the year has already gone by and there have been a stack of awesome games come out. So I wanted to quickly check in bef- with you guys before we jump into What the Wiki to wrap up today's episode. Uh, what have been some of your favorite games of the year so far? What's on the shortlist? Uh, what would you like to give a nod to? Medi? perhaps we'll start with you. What have been some of your favorite games so far of
1: 2016? Mm, I, I think my top three would be Uncharted Four, like that—that that was yep. the one I expected to be honest so far. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, Doom really came out of nowhere because for a long, for a long time with Doom, I was very, yeah, very anxious about what the result was going to be. Like if it was going to be a Wolfenstein kind of turnaround or that yep. it was going to just be crap. But that really proved itself. And you and I think this one would be for you as well in the top Firewatch, definitely.
0: Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, so okay, so you, okay, you've thrown it over to me, so I'm gonna say mine now. Um, yeah. Taking control. Such a terrible host. I'll I'll let you guys <laughs> others. Sp- I'll let you guys speak at some point. I promise. Uh, so yeah, Firewatch would absolutely be in my list too, and I know it wouldn't be for everyone, but I think that's just like. I think that's just kind of summarizing what the game was all about. Like, I've written 3,000 words explaining why I love Firewatch so much. So if you're interested in my sort of analysis and explanation of Firewatch, go and read that. I won't go through all that now. Um, But yeah, that game was a 10 out of 10 for me. Just the way that it kind of dealt with human emotions and also kind of critiques the video game industry as a whole at the same time blew my mind. Like, just the capabilities that games have in terms of storytelling and producing sort of meaningful stories nowadays is just i think it was just like the next step forward in sort of a progression we've seen in, in video game narratives sort of occurring over the last well since you know obviously since the beginning of video games i think this is the next step uh, as was you know the last of us was gone home games like that um but i appreciate that it's not a game for everyone and the fact that the fact that I think people people had mixed reactions to that game is just part and parcel of the messages of it. But anyhow, I get that people didn't like it. Um, but also for me, yeah, Uncharted. Overwatch is another. Really enjoying that one, as I mentioned earlier. And also Severed on the PS Vita. I think that did some really impressive things yeah. on the Vita. Um, it had awesome dungeon-crawling mechanics. Uh, it was... I, I felt it was as like, good a Zelda game as we've got in a long time, uh, just in terms of the dungeon and the puzzle solving. I think it, it really had a lot of inspiration from Zelda and, and, and did excellent things there. Um, so, yeah, I would definitely throw Seven in the mix, too. Uh, what about yourself, you Fergus?
3: Somehow... Oh, I was just going to be... oh. the release of Seven it's actually completely slipped me by. I didn't even realize uh-huh. that game was out. I love Guacamelee! Yeah, dude. Yeah, you, have you played? I, have you played seven or no? I I remember reading about going. Well, that sounds really cool, and then I somehow missed the release of it entirely.
0: Uh, dude, you've got to get it. It's so yeah. so well done. Yeah, uh, if you, yeah, if you like Guacamelee, it's obviously very different, but at the same time, mm. still feels very drink box. Um, mm. in terms of the presentation and just the kind of the the way the game design works I guess the mm. game the the level and the puzzle solving and uh, stuff like that it's very very drink box um so I think you'll mm. I think you'll like it it's a real great game uh, and yeah just like I just love that they've said so loyal to the PS Vita definitely deserves a nod uh, what about yeah what about we'll some your favorite games of the year Fergus um, what if what have they been
3: uh, my well when I was younger I sort of tried to play absolutely as many games as I could all the time um but uh, in recent years, I've become a little bit more discerning, and so my my lists have grown shorter and shorter every year. Um, at the hmm. moment, my sort of the games that have sort of stuck with me uh, have been Darkest Dungeon, which uh-huh. uh, I sunk hours, and hours, and hours, and hours into. Um, still didn't beat it, but I still sunk a lot of hours into it, and I really just enjoyed the, learning the mechanics and like learning how to be good at that game. A lot of roguelikes I sort of dabble with for maybe an hour or two, and then. Uh, lose interest in, but this one really stuck with me. Yeah. Um, then also the Banner Saga two, which I uh, absolutely adored and can't recommend enough. It's just fantastic. It's like someone, it's like someone made a Bioware game, but like more, <laughs> just about Vikings, and that's all I want.
0: Yeah, and not Bioware. <laughs> yeah.
3: Um, and also uh, Hyperlight Drifter, which I, which impressed me enough that it kind of got like I. Was barely playing video games for a, for a month or two, and then Hyperlight Drifter was sort of the game that broke that drought for me. So I really, really like that one as well. Just visually, gameplay, design, just fascinating.
0: Very nice. Very nice. Uh, Medi, I think I did I cut you off? Did you have more games before I went on the whole like firewall oh. tirade? Uh,
1: no, no, I uh, moved it over to you. It's fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay, cool, cool. I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't. I'm just trying to be a good host. I feel like I'm letting you I had seven guys more titles. Today. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, okay, so Mark, over to you. Uh, you know, on uh, uh, like if I'm looking down the Metacrit- metacritic list of some yeah. of the top review games of the year, we've got stuff like Dark Souls 3, XCOM 2, Doom, Ratchet and Clank, The Witness. Are any of those on your list?
2: Absolutely not
0: uh <laughs> well look I was expected you were gonna say that <laughs> I was gonna
2: put doom on there and then I was like yeah but you know someone else has already said it uh, <laughs> the first vote probably is going to be super hot largely because it's the first ah, cool. first-person shooter I can remember that it's like okay it's not jumping mechanics necessarily it's not just shooting things it's literally stopping and waiting and thinking it out before making a choice I, I really enjoyed that but uh, I have to give a vote to Stardew Valley because that game came out of freaking nowhere. And mm. and everyone was like, what, what, what? And it really, it was really effective. It's good storytelling. It's a lot of fun. You can pick up and play it for a couple of hours or a couple of minutes and still get something out of it. Um, ah, do I give it to Doom? Uh, <laughs> I really want to give it to Doom, but yeah, I'm going to give it to Doom. Why the hell not? Because it, it's, yeah. it's, it, I think it's the only game I've played so far this year where... You know, the music, the the special effects, the the gameplay, it just, it meshed quite nicely as a single player. I haven't, the, I guess the problem with me would be if I voted solely on the entire package, it probably wouldn't win Game of the Year because the multiplayer is a bit, not quite there. Snap map is a good idea, but it hasn't quite worked out the way I think they expected it to. But if it was solely on a, a single player campaign, it's probably one of the better ones so far. mm
0: hmm. I think, yeah, it's, uh, I'm trying to, as you've done, I'm trying to like pinpoint one from my list that I would kind of give it to. And I think at the moment it'd have to be Uncharted for as much as I loved Firewatch and as much as it did something different. I think Uncharted just like, just perfectly sort of summed up everything about that franchise and sort of where Naughty Dog have been okay over the past 20, 25 years now, 20 years. Um, and uh, and I, I'd bring it down to like one moment with uncharted 4 that kind of just just like just blew my mind which was a little bit of a gameplay spoiler here just just a little bit just like midway through um, oh, let, me when... let me mute
2: let me mute, let me mute. You i'm kidding i'm kidding, I'm kidding. Sorry.
0: <laughs> it's it's pretty minor and i feel like <laughs> I mean, statute of limitations is up by now um but like the first point where you go to madagascar and you're in that jeep it's been demoed anyhow and you're just kind of cruising around going from like outpost to outpost clearing that out and it was essentially far cry i was like oh my gosh like this is just incredible that just i could just roam around this uncharted sandbox with far far cry gameplay just all day like this is awesome uh so yeah i think you know this is such a great uh cap cherry on top for that that series so i think i'd have to give it to there did nice. you have uh, like one you could pinpoint it to, many or too hard to decide at this stage
1: I, I think I'd have to agree on R- Uncharted 4. I think that would probably be it. Because as much as I liked uh, Doom and Firewatch, Uncharted was like... It was ba- basically playing a summer blockbuster. That was, was, to me, what I loved about it. It was like just going to the movies, but the mm-hmm. gameplay aspect also just worked. And yeah. the multiplayer also worked. Like It was the complete yeah. package that just worked.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think to appreciate the multiplayer. All right, it's time for What The Wiki. let us uh, We're about to wrap up this podcast, but before we do, let's play What The Wiki, a quiz show where I will read part of a Wikipedia page for an unknown game, and the contestants, that's you guys both being my guests on the show today and also those listening at home, uh, must guess the game. Uh, first contestant to buzz in by shouting their name or however you want to, if you want to hurl abuse at me, you can do that too. Uh, Oi! And guessing, <laughs> and guessing the correct game. You will score a point. Uh, the first person to score two points will win. All Mark, right. does that make sense? Being the yeah. newcomer? Yeah, I'm Yeah, in. you're following? You're I'm following? In. Yep. All right. I have no play. idea. It's first time hands.
1: for me, too. I have no idea what it is. Oh, Matty,
0: you've not played this either. So I, I haven't this... been
1: on the podcast for quite a while.
0: Dude, I'm, I'm sorry. Well, I promise to have you back. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. To... Uh, okay, so no, Shannon no, I'm is currently going, I'm in the I'm league. Going. <laughs> Shannon's currently in the lead with three points. Fergus scored a point uh, last week, was it, or the week before that? Week before. Week before that. So so far, it's only Shannon and Fergus on the scoreboard, but Mehdi and Marcus, you have the opportunity to draw a parody with uh, with Fergus here. So the first game, I will read for you now. The game is a 2008 multi-genre single-player god game developed by Maxis and designed by Will Wright. Uh, Fergus. Fergus, go for it. Spore. Oh, bravo, sir! Well done. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought Beat that Mitchell might have been it. a tricky one because it was like one that kind of—I don't think a lot of hype for initially, and then one that kind of got pushed under the rug.
1: <laughs> yeah, I did play uh, it.
0: Yeah, so uh, my, did I. It's
3: my favorite kind of game—a
1: flawed one. <laughs> and it's Like this is
3: an interesting but with idea. Deeply flawed. Awesome creature creator. Yeah. I remember, like, I remember,
0: like, I was in Hong Kong on like a family holiday, and they have like an EA Experience kind of store in mm. Hong Kong. And I got, mm-hmm. I spent like 12 Hong Kong dollars or whatever much it was on like some, uh, it was like a demo disc of the Creature Creator. It was just, that was all it was, just a Creature Creator, like a release yep. of physical, physical copy uh, ahead of the game's release. Weird things, weird things. Anyhow, <laughs> game two. Come on, Mehdi and Mark, I believe in you. The Thank game you, is a vehicular, vehicular combat game, combat video game, combat, let me start again. There's the word game too many times, v- in this. so they messed combat, up on Wikipedia.
2: Okay, it's a got
0: vehicular it. combat game video game. I'm just yep. gonna scrap that video game part. Okay, <laughs> the game is a vehicular combat game published by Sony Computer Entertainment for the PlayStation
2: 2. Medi, Oh, you bastard, Jack X.
0: Oh, how
3: did you get that? Oh, uh,
1: what? I, I what? it was second. <laughs> I, I so, twisted metal was too obvious. I,
3: I was waiting for twisted metal. I, I was, was twisted metal. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it could have been a couple, I thought. Yeah. yeah was, I, oh. I don't know. It was
1: Jack X was the first thing that came to my mind for I some have, reason. I should you have jumped, jumped on my
0: I'm a,
3: it.
0: You, you know me because I'm a massive Naughty Dog fan. You're just like, uh, okay, it's going to be, it's going to be, ah, oh, yes, Jack X.
1: Yeah, I, I was never a Twisted Metal fan, so that was like, oh, yeah. No, yeah.
0: yeah there you go. Oh, there you go. Right. I thought that would have wow. been a tricky one, but you absolutely nailed that. Well done. <laughs> Okay, so we're locked currently between Fergus and Medi with one point each. Still a chance, Mark. Hang in there.
2: I I I believe in me. I think. (laughs) (laughs) I believe in you too, Mark.
0: (laughs) The the next game is this. The game previously referred to by the working title Project Trico is an upcoming video game developed by Gen Design and published by Sony Interactive Entertainment. Medi. Medi. The Last Guardian. The Last Guardian, Province. Oh, (laughs) yeah. I was like, well done.
1: (laughs) No. Trico, I remember that one.
0: You remember that? Yeah, yeah. I believe that's what the the bird dog thing is called. I think that's his name, Trico. Yeah, I Uh think that's it. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, if you remembered that, that is uh, the game. Well done, well done. Cool, that saved me one game for next time. Uh, So with that... Oh, wait, congrats, congrats, Manny. Let's give you some,
2: Yay. give you some applause there. So that, Yay, that brings... Well, Thanks,
0: thank Yay, you. so proud of <laughs> you. This will all be <laughs> added
3: in post-production, right?
2: Can we, can we make sure yeah. that they're all, just, like, <laughs> Tetris next time? Just on Nintendo, game, just, you know. Sure. sure. different description for Tetris every time. I'm probably, I'm they probably not going to be on next revolution. time anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I try like I tried picking kind of obscure ones, but ones you guys might get. And you, you you impressed me there, guys. You you did very very well indeed. You didn't. I'm sure you didn't even give people a, uh, a chance at home to guess the game. You just you just got it for them. So that brings uh, Median and Focus onto one point, still trailing behind Shannon. After his three peats, he's had three appearances, won it three times. I guess he deserves that managing editor title after all. Uh, but with that. Let's bring an end to what was episode fifty-five of the Startcast. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or any other podcast service of your choice. Just search the Startcast. Be sure to follow Prestart on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at Prest as well, of course, as visiting the site at Dot Uh send us your topics. Again, I was slack. In organizing topics for today, but if you guys have ever got anything you want to add or contribute, some thoughts to share or a question to ask, do so by tweeting either myself or Prestart. I've been your host, and You can follow me on Twitter at UNT Rocksboro. Joining us today was Mehdi.
1: Hello everyone. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Mezzatman.
0: Making his second appearance, we had Fergus.
3: Hey, hey, you can follow me at CVamped on Twitter, uh, and you can find my writing on Press Start Australia. Uh, I had a piece about Dragon Age go up on Press Start last week. Uh, It was just sort of about speculating where future uh, installments in the franchise might
0: take us. It was great to have you again. I'm sure we'll have you back again in the future. Making his debut and excelling at it, we had Mark.
2: Don't know about excelling, but you can find me at uh, playniceplaynow.com and you can find me at the same style of address on Twitter, playniceplaynow. Excellent. Awesome.
0: Thanks for joining us, guys. Mark, you were, I, you give yourself a hard rap. I thought you did an excellent job. Be keen to have you back on the podcast again in the uh, I, I'm
2: retiring early, guys. I'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> Leaving That's a top note. of your career. I get it, I get it man. That's <laughs> <I> right. <tried.
0: laughs> I tried being nice to you. I tried throwing. No, no, you're your good, away, man. You're but...
2: good. You're a good host. So I appreciate it.
0: Oh, thanks, man. Oh my goodness. I'm I'm blushing. You can't tell because it's an audio podcast, but <laughs> that's uh, what I'm doing right now. Thanks for joining us guys. Until next time. Happy gaming. Medi, I need you to take the lead with a farewell. Everyone I says thought goodbye. that was
1: just the close. No. <laughs> Bye everyone. I thought
0: it's you who closes it. No, everyone. Yeah,
1: that says made goodbye. sense
0: thanks guys or bye some sort of thing like that we bye everyone do this. thanks Mehdi I appreciate you just, it
3: just like splice in like the goodbye song from like Barney the Dinosaur or something
0: <laughs> no no none of this is gonna happen you know what's gonna happen I'm gonna cut to the track right now